Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Set in Russia. Go on. 
Yeah, and it's basically a what-if story if Superman lands in Russia instead of Kansas. And uh, hilarity ensues then. <laughs> yes, and as much as uh, for the past, uh, I don't know, 90 years, Superman has been a what-if story about him landing in uh, Kansas and representing, <laughs> first of all, being the Earth Savior, but we all know <laughs> Superman's from the Bible Belt. He's American. as uh, He crash-landed from outer space, but he landed directly in the middle of a farm underneath a windowsill with an apple pie cooling on it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, yeah, Jimmy, go ahead. I, I was going to say that's how they he discovered he could fly, right? As he could smell the apple pie, and he kind of like uh, <laughs> he just he, 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 he smoke, his nose smoke. caught the caught, caught the wisps and he <laughs> and he floated all the way to the windowsill, mm-hmm. just like bugs, just like bugs, bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, exactly. so yeah, but this, you're telling me is, you're telling me that a, there's some version of Superman where he landed in Russia. Yes. And so instead of being raised by Mon Pa Kent, he's raised by Joseph Stalin, and he comes to represent a different different set of ideals. And it's basic. It's among other things. It's a story about uh, nature versus nurture. What would what, what is he going to do the right thing or? at least the right thing from his perspective. And it's a, uh, it's a pretty solid story. It's my, it's easily one of the uh, top two uh, DC universe animated movies that they've made that I like, that is my favorite. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I, I like, I, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to see it. Uh, so please no spoilers, but uh, is he different? And in, if so, how? He uh, has an accent. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Is it is it Russian? Played by the uh iconic Jason Isaac, also uh known for playing Malfoy in uh Harry Potter and um he's the bad guy in uh, the Patriot. I don't remember that yeah. guy's name. And uh he's in a lot of stuff. Oh, he's um Lorca on Star Trek Discovery. I mean, I'm just cherry picking the low one. He's that I been, can think and, as a matter, of, I feel, yeah, he's one of he's if if we ever get an interview, we would definitely do a that one guy show about him because he hey, has well, played the villain soon, or we the do heavy. Have an interview coming up. Well, see, and yeah, that actually, I'm glad you said that, Wait, Grim. Mr. Jason Isaacs. I'm glad you said that, Grim, because uh, basically the last movie that Jimmy and I have you know have actually gone to. And maybe we'll ever go to was that we Before got they to attend those uh, sliding garage doors shut on society yes. a few weeks um, back. Back yeah, when you know, it I, was I, a, a death sentence, um, we actually <laughs> went to Hollywood. We went to the red carpet world premiere of Superman Red Sun, guests of uh, the DC animated um, uh, universe people. And we got to meet not just Jason Isaacs, but my gosh, we, we, we basically got to meet every single voice and creative talent um, that brought this movie to us. And um, it didn't disappoint. So, uh, Jimmy, off the top of your head, do you remember all the voices that we heard from? Uh, oh, man, are you kidding me? I remember it. It seems like a, a lifetime ago, like you said it. I, I just now realized it when you said it. It's probably the last time I went out and sat down in a theater to see a movie on a big screen. It may uh, be that would the have last been, I think, time you ever do it. Yeah. Jan, was it Jan, February 24th? <laughs> was, uh, 
Happy time, Mark. <laughs> chirping in there. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, right before uh, the premiere, uh, or was that the uh, Pacific Design Pacific Design Theater right there in Hollywood? I thought that was pretty cool just to be there. Mm-hmm. But we got to pl- talk to Sash Royce. Uh, he plays Sasha Hal Jordan. Roy. and uh, yep. Yeah, that guy too. Yep. Yep. Uh, Travis Willingham plays the superior nice. man. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you recognize the name Phil Morris, plays James Olsen. We get a nice little chat with him. And uh, let's see, Phil Lamar, um, he, he plays, uh, reprises his uh, Justice League role as John Stewart. But he's like, what's cool about this movie is everybody's different since Superman isn't their focus. Kind of everybody's character is a little different. And that's the interesting part of the movie is how everybody, all the characters are slightly tweaked. Uh, But we still got uh, to mention uh, Vanessa Marshall, which I believe was Mark's favorite uh, celebrity that we talked to. She plays Wonder Woman, but she's also um, Hera. Hera in uh, Star Wars Wars. Rebels. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorites was Amy Acker. She played Lois Lane. But she's also from Angel and uh, Cabin in the Woods. You might recognize that her name from that. Uh, who else? Who did I? Who, who am I forgetting? Who am I forget? Oh, and Shimmy, uh, Jason Isaac, Batman himself, Roger Craig Smith. Uh, we chat a little bit. Oh, and uh, yeah, yes, yes. Go ahead, caller. Yeah, yeah. We met Jason Isaacs, and we got to talk to him, Shay. So. Uh, oh, and the director um, Sam Liu. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Don't forget super director Sam Liu. Yeah, but yeah, we talked. We had a nice chat with Jason Isaac, and he. he he teases a little bit of Star Trek information and uh, tells us uh, what it takes to play uh, uh, this version of Superman and what's so, what's so specifically different about this version of Superman. And he was the guy in the, the OA, right? I feel like if anybody, if anybody out there saw the OA, you know what? I don't want to distract. Keep going. Well, no, um, uh, I, no I, I think we should uh, – I'd like to get us all in the mood a little bit. Uh, I do have the Superman Red Sun uh, trailer all loaded up. So uh, I'm going to play this for you guys here real quick, um, catch you on the other end. But just – it's only going to be – it's a little bit under two minutes. It's worth a listen. It sets the mood. It sets the pace. It presents the stakes. And we'll talk more about the film here in just two minutes. Starting. See you guys on the other side. Look, up in the sky! Is that the best you've got? Extraordinary reports coming out of the Soviet Union. Tales of a being with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. As I said, Mr. President, of course I understand your concern, but I assure you, the Luthor Company has this under control. I don't blame those among you that fear me, for you've been taught to fear all your lives. This is a world where the strong rule. And you are the strongest of all of us. It is only a matter of time very little time until all of Western Europe is absorbed, is taken by the Soviet Superman. Look alive, Lanterns. We've got it coming. 
I am honored to have you here, Ambassador. Call me Diana. And what shall I call you? Superman. You think you're going to stop me, Batman? What now? Now I save the world. Whoa, that's a serious movie right there. <laughs> that's a serious movie. It's not only... Yeah, I mean, wait a minute. Do from... I have this right? Are the stakes for Superman saving the world? <laughs> this is new territory. Well, uh, you you clearly heard the Russian-accented voice of Jason Isaacs. Uh, and it's funny, like, when you're, like, when you're not watching it, you know, when all you can do is hear it, uh, I could make out Diedrich Bader way better not watching it. I don't know if you had that same experience, Jimmy, because there was a little bit of Lex Luthor there. I could hear Diedrich Bader better when I'm not watching the cartoon, when I'm not watching the movie, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I, I think that yeah. just shows how, how well made it is because I was so into the movie, you know, the, the particular actors and their faces, you know, the, like, you know, the fact that he was on the Drew Carey show, <laughs> like it just never crossed my mind when I'm watching the film itself. But when I could just hear it, I could hear his voice just come out strong. It's crazy. Yeah, you know uh, yeah. what? I, I think the next time they do it, they should do it animated to really bring that home for you. Do what? The movie. What are you, what are you talking about? Wait, is this an animated movie? It's a very animated movie. But that's <laughs> it's animated everywhere. That movie it's animated to the extreme. <laughs> it's more I, animated uh, than the time your grandma this had a movie won't sit still. Dinner. <laughs> I just really I was just shocked at how how those voices come through. I mean, we're not even watching it. We can just hear it. Uh and it's 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 powerful. And I, you know, a, a lot of times when we're doing an actual radio show or we're doing some kind of podcasting, it's not always a good idea to play a trailer cuz you can't see it, you know? It's kind of weird, but I think it really works here. I mean, it's Got the creepy your, your uh, typical music. trailer these days has about four words of dialogue in it. It's right. all CG vistas and heavy deep bass uh, yep. ominous notes, and then here comes Thanos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, so this, this was this was a pretty good audio trailer. I got right. I got to admit, which kind of uh, makes sense. And- I worked pretty hard on it. And at the same time, <laughs> it's a beautiful movie to watch. The animation style, uh, by you know, led by one of our guests, Sam Sam Liu. I think he is the producer, right? Uh, he's the director. He wrote and directed. He's it. the director. He might. Yeah, okay. actually, you're right. He did produce this one too. Okay. Um, so you just, you but, can't keep a good Sam Liu down. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's a team of animators, but it's through it's it's through Sam's eye. You know, and yeah, uh, a, a lot of his movies have this kind of similar kind of look to it. And the animation of this film is fantastic. Oh, um, we we actually forgot to mention his vision. We went to the world premiere. Uh, South Koreans. Probably. Yeah. Um, 
this movie is available now on Amazon. You got nothing else to do. You haven't seen a new movie all year, probably. This is this is a good one. It it does get you in, into the spirit of what Superman, uh, of this um, else world of what Superman could have been. Uh, and we'll get more hey, into the get story. It. Watch a it bit on later, your but... couch and pretend you're sitting in between Mark and Jimmy in the beautiful Pacific Design Theater in sunny Hollywood, California. You know, back before the fall of civilization. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that could, that could totally be what's going on right now, and we're having a podcast about Superman. Well, I, well you know, I would argue if it was better, you time. know, life would continue for for quite some time, quite normally for most people, until it hit them, right? So, you know, you're still not everybody's going to be talking about the zombies outside their door. They're going to try to carry on some kind of normal life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think at you're least right. For a while. Well, I think the other we're, we're um, essentially like right now it's it's when uh what's his name uh uh Washington uh from The Walking Dead he's still in his coma in the pilot episode. You're right. You know, things right. still got Which, a long ways to go mm-hmm. before it's even compelling enough to put on AMC. So don't worry everybody. <laughs> Sorry, who so uh, who who brought up a movie Superman Red Sun? Well, uh, you know, I have plenty to say about it. I just I don't know where we can uh uh I don't know where to actually take this conversation right now because I really want you guys to hear this amazing uh uh collection of audio that we captured. So, um I actually kind of maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. So why don't we set this table a little bit better than, than we have. Um, I did, uh, I was, I took a behind the camera um, place in, in, in all of this. Um, I was filming, I was recording. uh, Jimmy was interviewing and he was, his feet were on the red carpet. I was on the other side of the rope. And so we got to meet everybody. We got to talk to everybody. And I'm going to take credit and say that I was there too. So that's why I'm saying we. So even though I didn't really talk to anybody, it's we. Because I was there. I lived it. I I met these guys. Um, And just to kind of set the scene a little bit, Jimmy and I, we meet up at around 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. He picks me up in his bat jeep. And we head on up to Hollywood. We have a couple of roadies uh, get on up there. And, uh, yeah, we're at this Hollywood Design Center that, that has, like, this kind of little auditorium. Um, it looks like a old-school, timely theater, kind of, right? It's just – it's kind of – it kind of has that kind of vibe to it, um, mm-hmm. almost like you're so in, it's like, like, the 1940s. Intimate. Yeah, it's very intimate. Um, it was packed, obviously. And it's like all these showrooms of like um, kitchens and living rooms and pottery. Like it's a it's a very strange place to be surrounded by. And it's empty because it's after, you know, it's after the business hours. And um, we just kind of have this whole big building to ourselves. It's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden things start to kind of pick up. Um all of the cast and crew kind of come out at the same time. There's Superman Red Sun posters everywhere. Um, 
And uh, if you guys can go to, uh, you can go to MattyPRadio.com. We're going to post some pictures up there. You can go to RetroCoolNerd.com. There's going to be some pictures there. You can also go to our YouTube channels. Uh, uh, ours is Saturday Morning Serial. Jimmy, uh, what is yours? Also Retro Cool Nerd. Also Retro Cool Nerd. And um, in addition to the red carpet audio that you're going to hear now on this podcast, you can also go onto our YouTube channels and you could actually watch and hear the panel that took place after the red carpet and after the premiere. And so everybody's just kind of, it's a, uh, I forget what the, what the term is, but it's basically uh, uh, talk and it's a talk and repeat. So, it's like this little assembly line of red carpet interviews. They just, they stop, talk to you, move on, stop, talk to you, and they move on. Um, And I I make it sound a little bit more orderly than it is. People are kind of popping in and out. Uh, Gary, who's kind of the organizer of this, everybody knows him who's been a Comic-Con before. He does a lot of the paneling and all that other stuff, but uh, uh, shout out to Gary. We love Gary. He's like the coolest dude ever. And, um, you know, he would just kind of flag people and be like, oh, hey, did you did you talk to Oscar yet? Did you uh, talk to Vanessa yet? And it's, it's, you know, and then he'll just bring them on over. So uh, that's kind of the scene. Um, I did edit all of it into this really cool kind of short movie. Um, And uh, Jimmy, do you know the order of what everybody um, I think I do. Do you remember what the order was? Uh, the, no, the actual order, no. Okay, I'm uh, going to take a stab. I think, so, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Blur for Staria Jimmy on the red carpet that night. Oh, it was it was a whirlwind. <laughs> right. I was like uh, I was like Karen Hill at the Copacabana. I believe the order is um, <laughs> I believe the order is Amy Acker, Vanessa Marshall. Travis Willingham, um, Phil, Phil Lamar, Phil Morris, uh, Roger Craig Smith. You got double filled, huh? No, Phil Lamar and Phil Morris. Two, there's two different Phils. Two different Phils. Um, double Phil. D- yeah. They, yeah. That Phil great um, together. And um, <laughs> and uh, the last two interviews are um, Isaacs, uh, Jason, Jason Isaacs, and, and Sam Liu. Sam Liu. Director. Yeah. So I think Sam- that's the order. Um, if you guys go to uh, our YouTube channel, you can kind of see them all uh, and in the flesh. Um, but anyway, without further ado, Great video, let's... by the way, I, I, I am going to honk Marquis horn for his, uh, not, not a guy who edits things at all. This guy, this guy went all out and put together this video. It's worth watching. Go like, thank you. Here we go. All that. Oh, wait, you know what? I do not have a magic interview machine chime built into the soundboard. So let's just go ahead and cut that in right now. Meanwhile, uh, I would know what I do. Meanwhile, a... <laughs> hold on, hold on. back at the again. Pacific Design Center. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would like to All do right. that again. Marky, okay. are you so... going to do it? No, I want, I'll throw uh, it to you if you're willing to do it. Jimmy, do it. Meanwhile, back at the Pacific Design Center. Boys and girls, your attention, please. 
presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Well, we're here at the premiere of uh, Superman Red Sun. Okay. Start talking to the star Lois Lane. Uh, what kind of pressure, or did you feel any pressure of sliding into such an iconic role after Amy Adams, Margot Kidder? Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of great Lois Lanes, and it's such a um, it's kind of one of those parts that I grew up watching that original Superman movie and idolizing Lois Lane and thinking that's who I wanted to be when I grew up. So getting to play the part was definitely exciting and nerve-wracking, but because there was such a switch on it, it felt like something something new and, and fun to get to do. Do you take any inspirations from those uh, previous incarnations? I, I mean, definitely you have in your mind just, I think everyone has this sort of sense of who Lois Lane is if you've watched any Superman movie and I had watched a bunch of them and you know even from like Smallville and so like everyone's got their own version of Lois Lane so I think that was that was in there but just the way they wrote the character and the, the dialogue and the script and that so many things were changed it was almost like you had to play against some of that stuff right, for right. this movie. Can you uh, tease a little bit of that, how how different the Superman-Lois relationship is now that they're yeah. growing up worlds apart, countries apart? Well, her Superman relationship is, is different, but the biggest difference is that um, she has she's married to someone else, which is Lex Luthor. Okay. <laughs> so that's a big Spoiler. change. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you used to watch the comic, you know that going in. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, you've been in a, a couple of things uh, that I'm really fa- fond of, uh, Cabin in the Woods, Angel, but you were also in a little project, uh, Return to the Batcave, yes. where you played uh, Burt Ward's wife, Bonnie Lindsay. Uh, do you, did you get to work with Burt or Adam? Do you have any memories from that set? Can you talk about that a little bit? You know, we, we got to sort of briefly meet them as they were there, but not they, it wasn't a real, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with them. I, my funniest memory from that set is that they cast me in that without asking how tall I was. And then I showed up on set, and obviously Bert Ford was a shorter guy. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy playing him was about a foot shorter than me. So on all the scenes, like us walking in the beach, they had to dig like two-foot ditches oh, in the great. stands. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so... About all I got, like I said, uh, the website is Retro Cool Nerd. The podcast is Saturday Morning Cereal. So, Amy, do me a favor, look right in the camera, tell us what your favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is. Oh, hi, I'm Amy Acker, and my favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks so much, Amy. Thank you. My name is Jimmy, and we're here with Vanessa Marshall at the premiere of Superman Red Sun in uh, Hollywood. She plays Wonder Woman. That's right. right. And, uh, what can you tell us about this version of Wonder Woman that's vastly different from all the other versions of Wonder Woman that we're familiar with? That's a great question. I think she is very much like the Wonder Woman that we know and love. There are a few details, no spoilers. I won't. I won't say what they are, but there are a few very unique details about this Wonder Woman that I really enjoyed playing. Um, and one thing that I really loved about her is that while she uh, is 
of a different world. She's neither, she doesn't take a side between America or Russia, so she's able to really be an independent thinker, and uh, I, I found that to be uh, one of her strongest points in this particular movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you also play uh, Hera. That's right. You're, Star Wars you're one of the few people that get to straddle a couple different universes, the DCU, the uh, Star Wars universe. Uh, is there any comparison between those two characters or how you approach oh my the role? Oh, goodness. Well, yeah. Well, you'll see in this movie, um, because it takes place in a very specific era, uh, the feel of it is, is very cinematic, and it definitely feels... Uh, of that time, whereas obviously Rebels is in outer space. <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a very different sort of intergalactic feel, um, and it's much more playful um, and and uh, more of a comedy, I would say, even though it's a drama. But um, this one is definitely a very serious uh, drama, and in that sense, uh, it is demands to be taken seriously and and different energy. Uh, and uh, so was there a little more serious tone in the booth? Was Wes, Wes Leeson was yes. the direct voice director? Wes, Wes was an amazing director. He is an absolute genius. Um, I, it was very heartfelt, I think, um, and very grounded. And, of course, Star Wars was like that um, as well. But these um, these particular scenes, as you'll see, there's a, there's a lot that goes down, and it, and it comes from the heart. So... Uh, he, he helped everyone get there right on time, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure we will. We're really yes. looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, so, like I said, my name is Jimmy. The website Jimmy. is Retro Cool Nerd. The podcast is Saturday Morning Cereal. So, Vanessa, do me a favor and tell us what your favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is. Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops for two. All right. Thanks so much for your Thank time. You. I can't wait to see the Thank movie. Thank you. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's what I'm doing. Yes, sir. Jimmy? Jimmy? I'm with Retro Cool Nerd. Oh, very cool. Okay. The podcast is uh, Saturday Morning Cereal. Oh, very cool. And, I love uh, it. Yeah, Saturday we, Morning Cereal. We are here to talk about Superman Red Sun. Yes. And we're talking to Batman. Yes. You play Batman in several incarnations. Yes. Uh, what, besides Red Sun, obviously, is your favorite. What's your favorite Batman uh, that you play? Oh, that I played. I mean, um, down a bit. Uh, wow, that's tough. I mean, okay, open it up. For the sheer, for the sheer absurdity of what I have done, Batman Ninja was a blast. Um, but I, obviously, getting to do Batman in Arkham Origins was just incredible. That was that was just amazing. I, I mean, that that was that was one of those man oh man. I don't know how this is going to go over, and I can't believe I've been given this opportunity. But I I hope they enjoy it. But uh, so I would say my my favorite version that I've been able to participate in was Batman Arkham Origins, for sure, yeah. Um, tell us about how uh, the relationship between Batman and Superman develops a little differently in this movie. Can you tease it at all without giving us any spoilers? Being not. I would just simply say this. Um, every single character in this film feels as if what they're doing is the most important thing and that what they're doing is for the greater good. And I find that a fascinating aspect to this. It's definitely because it's, it's, it's this Elseworld aspect uh, it's funny to kind of tweak what we've come to know and think about these characters and to see them in this different environment and go, oh, yeah, how would Batman be perceived by others? And, and, and arguably with this version of Batman, he still feels as though what he's doing is sticking up for the innocent, sticking up for people who don't have uh, a voice against oppression and whatnot. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. His techniques are very different in this, in this version. Um, but no, I would say that there, there's not much of a difference in dynamic because both of them feel that my way is the way it should be done. And uh, is there, is your, are you bringing anything much more than a Russian accent to this? 
without spoiling too much, I mean, it's it, you know, I would say he's maybe not as grim as, in, in comparison to, like, different versions that I've done, maybe not as grim as, as Origins Batman, um, and uh, a little more maybe maybe of the world than superhero. You know what I mean? Because he's much more of just a, a sort of vigilante in this than he is necessarily a superhero. Um, and it's, it's they, they don't necessarily show that they show that he's got influence, um, but it's not as if I don't, I don't know that he's notorious or that he's working with the right people or that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, no, but I mean, arguably, what we're looking at too is he has to have a slight Russian accent. Uh, so, like I said, my name's Jimmy. Uh, the website is Retro Cool Nerd. The podcast is Saturday Morning Cereal. Awesome. Roger Craig Smith, do me a favor. Look right in that camera and yes. tell me your favorite Saturday Morning Cereal. My fa- oh, my favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is Fruit Loops. Fruit the, Loops. The, the bloody roof of your mouth is so worth it. Right, right. It's just the absolute... Oh, it's, but it's, it's such sweet damage. It's the best damage. Right, right. I miss Fruit Loops. Thank you so much, Thanks, man. Jimmy. Looking Thanks, forward man. to the movie. Thank my pleasure. Thank you. Disneyland? I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Uh, so my name's Jimmy. I'm with Retro Cool, cool Nerd. We're recording for a podcast called Saturday Morning Cereal, so I'm going to hit you up with your favorite cereals in a little bit. Okay. But first, let's talk about playing John Stewart and Superman Red Sun. What are you bringing to this character that's new to John Stewart? Well, the voice is not new. Right. The voice is the same. Different incarnation. But it's a very different world and a very different approach to the character. So in this one, it's really more about the core. Because it's with Hal, which in the original Justice League series, John Stewart and Hal Jordan never interacted. There was no Hal Jordan in our storyline. So um, this is, being part of the core is something that when I played John Stewart, we never got to explore that much. So that part is new. Um, talk about a little bit maybe uh, working with Wes Gleason as opposed to working with Andrea Romano. Uh, is there any comparison between the two? Um, well, Wes is really, really good. I mean, it's actually more a difference between the form than the people. Because with Andrea, we did a series. So it was week in, week out, you know, and 20 minutes only. Right. Wes was directing an entire feature film, you know, with a huge cast. And so it's a very There's different a approach. more sense of time, a little more... Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's more broken up, you know. Although I think that has something to do with... Um, the fact that people don't really record groups together anymore like they did back in the old days. Although Wes was great because he did get a group of us together when we did a recording for this. And that always makes it better because you're actually performing a scene with other actors. And you wind up discovering moments and creating things that you wouldn't if you were just you alone and a microphone. Uh, Do you get a chance to do your Lantern Oak in this movie? Um, no, because it's not really super, it's not Green Lantern, Red Sun. Okay. Although, that would be a weird title. <laughs> I'm at the wrong place that it is, right? <laughs> right. Green Lantern, Red Sun. What, what happens when you mix green and red together? <laughs> you get brown. Um, so, like I said, the name of the podcast is Saturday Morning Serial. Bill Lamar, decades, spanning media, uh, voice actor. Do me a favor, look at me. Tell me, what is your favorite Saturday Morning Serial? My favorite Saturday morning cereal would have to be Tricks, which, as an adult, I can no longer eat anymore. Thanks a lot, man. I really look forward to the movie. Yeah.
Travis, how you doing? My name's Jimmy. Jimmy, Travis. Nice what a pleasure you. to meet you. Thank you, man. Uh, I'm with uh, Retro Cool Nerd is the website. Retro the podcast, Cool Nerd. The podcast we're doing is Saturday morning cereal, so I'm going to hit you up for your favorite cereal in a little while. Ooh, okay. But okay. first, let's talk about your role in this movie, Superman uh, Red Sun. Yes. What do you bring into this part? Uh, so I play Superior Man. Uh, I was pleased to see that he has a very timeline-appropriate buzz cut, flat top, which is good. Uh, and for me, it was about knowing what the Superman persona sounds like. You have an idea in your head of what you know he's supposed to sound like when he's warm, extolling values. But in this case, he's sort of devoid of all of that, right? He's very mission-focused. He's, uh, he's a countermeasure to what the Soviets have put forward. And he does have, you know, some patriotic tendencies, but it's really more of a shoot first, ask questions later. It's very cold, very calculating. Um, so it was, it was interesting in that regard to see him uh, just really be fight-focused, more encounter-focused than, you know, extolling the sort of um, platitudes and virtues that you're used to hearing from Superman. Can you uh, can you tell us his origin? Is that too much of a spoiler right now? Well, I, you know, I think he comes from uh, he comes from the genius mind of Lex Luthor uh, and his machinations. Uh, I'll leave it up to the viewers to figure out exactly what that means. But uh, you know, he definitely has enough to uh, give Superman and the Soviet Union a little a run for his money. Um, and then this is is this your first voice acting gig? It is not. It is not. I was actually the heretic in uh, That's Batman. Right. I apologize. That's right. Oh, we no, were yeah, talking about that on the way down here. So I did want to kind of talk to you about how do you like voice acting compared to other styles of acting. I, I love it because you're you're un, you're not restricted by your body type, your age. It's all about what you can do with your voice and really just what you can do with your mind. You know, voice acting is so much a theater of the imagination. If you can assume a different age sound, a different accent, if you can uh, change the pitch or timbre of your voice, then you're really sort of unlimited in what you can play. And it's been it's been great to be able to come in and play different parts in different spaces. It's really really fun. I dig it. Yeah yeah. So, uh, like I said, my name's Jimmy. This has been Travis Willingham. The name of the podcast is Saturday Morning Serial. So do me a favor. Look right into that camera. It's up there now. What's your favorite Saturday Morning Serial? Oh, man. When I was a kid, it was Thundercats with a close second. Oh, B, I mean, right? I mean, that's just, just one of my favorites. And Silverhawks. All right. Yeah, yeah man. All right, Travis. Awesome. Thanks. We're really thanks looking forward to the movie. Thanks for your time, it, man. I yeah. appreciate it. All right, here we are at the premiere of Superman Red Sun. My name's Jimmy. I'm with uh, Retro Cool Nerd. We're recording a podcast for Saturday Morning Serial. So I'm going to ask you your favorite serial in a little bit. Okay. First, let's talk about you playing Hal Jordan. All right. Uh, what do you bring into this? Uh, is it your first time playing a superhero? It is, yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I'm honestly, I'm honored and I'm thrilled that they asked me to participate. This is more than I thought. You know, I, I guess I didn't realize, I think I was naive and thinking like, you know, maybe that it wouldn't have a following as huge as this, but my sure. God, what a treat. Um, yeah, Hal, I mean, it was a pleasure to play. I love this universe that they've created. I'm a big fan of reimagining history and kind of reconfiguring it, and they did a, such a fantastic job. So you see a very different Hal because we have an existential threat at this point. Um, you know, the entire country, as we know it, is, is at, as a threat. Um, and what a timely sort of release, right? I mean, when we have some of that going on in our world today. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, do you get a chance to give the Green Lantern oath? The Green Lantern oath? The Green Lantern oath? I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe you could tell me a little bit is a little bit about Superman and Hal's relationship in this universe. Could you drop a little couple of hits before we see the movie about that? Well, I mean, it's not Superman as you know it. I mean, there's, you know, major adversaries and there's a huge battle that's going to take place. But, um, yeah, you see side of Hal that you probably haven't seen before where he's pretty bloodthirsty. 
you mentioned that this is your first time voice acting? Uh, on something this large, yes. Right, okay. So what, what do you prefer or what do you like about voice acting compared to other forms? of entertainment. I love the liberty of it. Uh, it doesn't rely on what I look like or what I'm doing. It simply relies on my imagination and what I could bring to my voice and the screen. And so uh, the freedom of that is really remarkable and uh, feels rather boundless. And I appreciate that. Right on. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, my name's Jimmy. This is Sasha. Yeah. With Saturday Morning Serial. Do me a favor. Look right in that camera. Yeah. And tell us what your favorite Saturday morning cereal is. I am so boring with that. I, anything with incredibly high fiber is what I'm eating. Right. It's the lamest morning cereal. Oh, guys, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just ruined breakfast. No, not at all. <laughs> Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> Thank you. Looking forward to the movie. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate, Appreciate your time. What a pleasure to be here. Yeah. My name's Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Bill at the world premiere of Superman Red Sun. Uh, tell us about who you're going to be playing today. I play James Olsen, and uh, James is a much more mature, grounded, uh, serious guy than what we've seen in the comics. He's also African-American, a little different. Okay. Uh, he's also loyal to Lex Luthor in his Elseworlds version of this. Um, he's a military uh, officer and then becomes a, an agent and then something else that I don't want to give away. Okay, so um, he's no longer Superman's pal. No longer Superman's pal, but he's the same. The internal workings are the same. He just has shifted his loyalty, to, well, he doesn't know Superman, to Lex Luthor. But he's just as eager, he's just as, as uh, Johnny on the spot as the other Jimmy Olsen. Um, you've been uh, doing this for quite some time, yeah. right? Obviously, uh, live acting, voice acting. What's your favorite thing about voice acting? Um, I don't have to get in makeup at 4 in the morning. And um, it's a freeing experience. I'm not bound to my physicality. I can play a Chinese bus driver. You know, I can play a French waiter. Um, because I, I can only look like so many things. But I can sound, I mean, what do I got? You know, how much is my imagination? How deep is it? How deep is the well? So that's what I love about voiceover. And, hold on, like, like you've been talking to these people. Some of us are on camera, like Jason, myself, more on camera. And there's some that are voiceover talents. In my estimation, voiceover actors are some of the most well-studied, well-trained. The references are, are amazing. And I love working with them every single... I say them because I'm more of an on-camera guy. And they are such geniuses with what they do. Just to be considered in their league, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Do you, uh, can you maybe tell us a story about working with Andre Romano back in the Justice League days? My first job uh, for DC was, was Justice League. And Andrea hired me. I don't know how she knew me. I really don't. And so I got into this crazy world. And so then there's this beautiful, gray, short-haired woman, silver-haired woman in the booth giving us the most amazing directions, and every one of them was spot on to each different character, from male to female, from hero to villain. She knew them inside and out and gave us different ways to go with our take every single time. That's genius. That's the first time I ever met that woman. And every time they ask me to work, I, I of course, I say, of course. Sure, She's a legend. I, I know we got to get in for the premiere. We're just minutes away. So my name's Jimmy. Phil, thanks for your time. Jimmy, thank you so much. Give me much. a favor. The name of the podcast is Saturday Morning Cereal. Look right in this camera. Tell us what your favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is. Yeah. My favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is Saturday Morning Cereal. Thanks for your time, boss. My pleasure. Appreciate it. My thank pleasure. You. All on this side. <laughs> Here we are. Here we go, Hammer. 
My name's Jimmy. I'm with Retro Cool Nerd. The name of the podcast is Saturday Morning Serial. We're here with the titular star of Superman Red Sun, Jason Isaac. Tell me, what are you going to bring to this iconic role other than a Russian accent? Uh, nothing. It's finished now. It's done. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I is your favorite? What I, bring. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I brought to it. It's brilliantly written. It's, uh, it's unlike any other Superman anyone's ever seen before uh, or engaged with before because he landed in Soviet Russia. But he is the same Superman in that he's completely committed to fairness and, and honesty and truth, justice, and to trying to make people live good and equal lives. He just lands in a different system and is completely convinced by it. And one of the things that's most engaging about the film, apart from the fact it's got a million twists and turns and you meet so many familiar DC characters who are nothing like the DC characters that you know, so you have to forget all your baggage. Apart from all the entertainment value of that, it's just a reminder, we live in this incredibly divisive world where people have dug these trenches and whether that they're in you know, on right. political issues and that they can't get out despite the evidence all around them that maybe they've just... They've you know, bring themselves into a position that they don't belong in, uh, and this film makes that you know makes that dramatic and live, and so it, it gives you there's a ton to talk about when the credits roll. Um, like right now, uh, so uh, you are Superman. Oh, that's what I want to say. You do a lot of PR for various movies, big things like uh, Harry Potter and smaller things like this. What do you think of what's it? Talk about the uh, press uh, action. Talking to the well, you know the. The thing about presses, my favorite stories I've ever watched are when I've been at a film festival and someone says, I've got a ticket for a film at midnight. And you go and you have no idea who's in it, you no idea what it's about. You have, you know, you know, there's no expectations. It's not framed by someone telling you this is going to win an Oscar or whatever. But the reality is you have to bring an audience. So it's tricky because you don't want to tell people the story of what they're going to watch. As soon as you know the story of what you're going to watch, part of the joy is ruined. It's like telling someone... You know, in this magic trick, I'm going to take a coin. You'll find that it appears in the middle of the apple. Destroys it. So it's a, it's a compromise. It's a deal with the devil. I don't mind doing it. I'm happy to go and talk about things. I'm much happier talking about things I'm in when I think they're good. Like, I think this is fucking great. Yeah. I saw it, you know, I just saw it a couple of days ago. And it blew me away. Um, you know, I don't enjoy when I have to go around and try and tell people to watch things that I don't think are very good. I hope the audience can read between my lines. That's part of my professional obligation. Um, but every now and again, if I'm lucky, I try and choose only to be in things I'm proud of, and uh, then it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I don't mind doing it. What, uh, two things. One is things are ideally seen without you knowing anything about them, without any kind of plot spoilers. And the other thing is, when I grew up, those actors that I worshipped, the, the whole 70s generation of De Niro, Pacino, and Hoffman, I knew nothing about them. I didn't even know what you know, religion, class, sexuality, they were. I don't know anything. I want to just believe who they are on the screen. And so this whole fashion for everybody pouring their heart out in public therapy in magazines or doing podcasts where they tell you everything about, you know, uh, the teacher who molested them at school or whatever, or, uh, and for going behind the scenes after an episode of a show, ruins it for me as an audience. I get why it happens. It's a crowded world. But for me as a viewer, as a punter, uh, I like to just approach things dark and watch them. Once I've read three articles about something, I don't enjoy watching it. Yeah, you know, too much, too yeah. much going on, yeah. Well, can you tell me a little about one of my favorite other roles that you played is Lorca? Are we ever right, going right. to Are we going to see maybe in the future of Discovery we'll be coming I'm back still and in touch. into a big bat of foreshadowing, right? Right, right. I mean, I, you know, it's the Star Trek universe, and there's currently three shows. Uh, and there's Picard and there's Discovery. There will be Section 31, Section 31. show. Uh, that, you know, so there's many opportunities. I'm still very friendly with uh, the fabulous Alex Kurtzman and Kiva Goldsman who run it all. Uh, I saw them the other day, and... Uh, 
We chatted. And uh, who knows? The thing about Lorca is it was an amazing storyline, that, that whole first season. There's probably people haven't seen it yet. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it was a storyline that had a beginning, middle, and end. Right, right. Um, yeah. So if I come back, all of us agree that it better be really good because you don't want to dilute it or do yeah, some pale that. version of it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's be honest that we never met Prime Lorca. Right. We don't know where he is or what's happened to him. Uh, and they're pretty imaginative. They can find all kinds of interesting things. So the door is open. Let's did, say that. did you know going in that you were not? Yeah, I knew everything going in. Oh, right I had to play a secret. You, know, right. you, you can't act a secret unless you know what it is. I had a whole I mean, secret agenda. So well done. I knew the secret before I watched the whole thing, and knowing right. that made it a little better for well, me because of the way you played it. So well, when people watch it a second time through, you, you enjoy yeah. it. It's like watching the Sixth Sense second time through. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Still yeah. enjoyable, but on a completely yeah. different level. Right. You know. Well, hey, my name's Jimmy Jason. Thanks so much for your it's time. Great to meet you. The name of the coming. podcast is Saturday, Saturday Morning Cereal. Do me a favor. Look right in that camera. Tell us what your favorite Saturday morning cereal is. Uh, my favorite Saturday morning cereal is Don't Fucking Wake Me Up, Kids. Thanks so much. How about that? I wish I had a box of that. Hey, thanks for your time, man. Hey, Sam. Jimmy Lazinski, Retro Cool Nerd. And the name of the podcast we're recording today is Saturday Morning Cereal, so I'm going to ask you your next favorite cereal in a little while. Uh, but we're here at the uh, premiere of Superman Red Sun with super uh, director Sam Liu. Uh, Tell us first, why did you pick this project out of so many stories in the DC universe? Why are we bringing this one to the animated universe? Um, you know, uh, this story has come across my desk quite a few times in the past. And, uh, you know, I think that's just the way it sort of goes. You know, sometimes it's a, you know, we have too many Superman, like either too many Batman stories, too many Superman, uh, you can never have too many Batman stories. But uh, there's some sort of strategy thing or something that happens that... Uh, there have been a few times where I thought I was going to work on Red Sun, uh, and it didn't happen. And uh, so this time, it just happened. Oh, okay. What about, are you involved in the choices? Uh, the original story is three issues long, I believe, right? Are you involved in the choices of cutting it down, what makes it in, what makes it You know, I, uh, I'm sort of a newer producer at this point, and also I work with a legend, Bruce Tim, you know? So a lot of the times, he gets first crack at it, right? He, he's the one that sort of says, like, oh, let's let's do this type of story, you know? Even like the, like the Fatal Five, right? He was just picking things that he was potentially interested in, and then a writer will sort of give him something, uh, and then they'll start going through the, like, we like, like, redo it, but we don't like it, or like, oh, there's something there, okay, let's work with this, let's, let's massage that. So a lot of times, um, I mean, since I've become a producer, I come in a little bit earlier now, uh, before, as when I was strictly a director, uh, the script is just handed to me, and I can make a couple of last-minute notes. But now uh, James a little bit more than James Tucker, a little bit more than Bruce Tim. But uh, but in, in this case, again, like uh, a lot of it was sort of already the groundwork is already done. And again, I, I wouldn't want really want it any other way because you know I, I'd rather have Bruce put down what he wants first before I start putting in what I feel like needs to happen. Is this story in uh, what's being coming to be known as the Tuckerverse? Oh no, this one is a Bruce Tim one. So, uh, it, yeah, it's it's tricky because when they say Timverse, I think they they think that it's tied to either Justice League right. or it's tied to Batman the Animated Series. Okay. So uh, it's not really a Timverse, but it's a Bruce Tim story. What I really like, uh, what we really enjoy about these DC movies is we get to a lot of time see in the background a lot of deep bench characters that you might not otherwise get to see get dug up for uh, cameos and whatnot. Can you tease anybody that we might see in this? Uh, you know, it's it's there are like 
some familiar names. Uh, but again, it's so flipped on its head. You know, I mean, it just it's, it's you know, none of them are the same as they. You know, they're all reinterpreted, all reinvented. You know, so uh, I mean, I think there's shoot, I can't even. I don't think there's as many in this. Can you tease us what's in the shoot, what we can expect next? Uh, uh, Gary would kill me uh, because, uh, again, his standard thing is, like, I can't talk about anything that hasn't been announced by him. So. I see. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, thanks for your time. I know we got to get in there for the premiere of Superman Red Sun. My name's Jimmy. We're talking with Sam Liu. The name of the, uh, again, the name of the podcast is Saturday Morning Cereal. So, Sam, do me a favor. Look right into this camera and tell me what your favorite Saturday Morning Cereal is. My favorite Saturday morning cereal, and I still think it's the best, is Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, yeah. The best. The best. Uh, berries or no berries? I don't need the berries. I'll take them with the berries, but preferably no berries. Uh, okay, real quick while I got you, uh, do you think, in your opinion, do you think uh, Batman kills the Joker at the end of the killing joke? <laughs> you know, uh, Bruce and I have talked about it. Again, even, whatever, even what I say, somebody's going to think something else. But... I right. I'm trying to think what Bruce said. And I'm trying to think what I said because I think I thought that he did kill him. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Superman. Yes, Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman. Who disguised as Clark Kent's mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper fights the never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Justice, our superheroes characters do battle with the world's most evil villains. Where will the next evil villains come from? Maybe you will create them in Post Superheroes Create a Villain Contest. Grand prize. Nine kids win a one-week trip to Hollywood. They'll have breakfast with these superheroes. And the villain they've created. Second prize. One thousand win bicycles. Millions will enter and everyone who does gets superheroes puppy stickers. Details on specially marked boxes of alphabet, super sugar crisp, honeycomb, and pebble cereal. You can draw and paint your villain in the picture provided. Three different pictures. Superman! Wonder Woman! Batman and Robin! Three grand prizes per picture. The most original villains win. Holy Hollywood! Post-Superheroes Create a Villain Contest. Details on specially marked boxes of Alphabet, Super Sugar Crisp, Honeycomb, and Pebble Cereals. Whoa, super friends! To cap off that amazing night of Superman greatness. We're back. Are you guys there?
I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, here. I'm here. I uh, uh, I was I just really thinking how I've I've had one at a time, please. I've, I I. I've had I've had some good friends over the years. I've had some great friends, but have I ever had super friends? Oh, well, damn right. Saturday mornings got, as a kid, I sure as hell did. You yeah. got one right here, buddy. <laughs> Shay, I think you Aww. are absolutely right. Like, um, this is maybe my favorite. Uh, I don't know. That's not true. One of my favorite cartoons ever in the history of man is super friends it was so important to me when i was a kid i remember like back in the 80s they came out with like those like five inch six inch um super friends figures the superpowers and Mm -hmm. still to this day one of the greatest now my birthday is december 23rd so i always got to open a present on my birthday so a couple days early I could tell by the shape of the wrapping that's the Green Lantern superpowers action figure. And I opened it and I, I mean, it, it had like, when you squeeze the legs together, his like hand came up for like the, the ring to like, you know, juice you or whatever. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before yeah. we address juice you. Uh, how, by the wrapping, did you know it was the Green Lantern action figure? Well, I knew that they it was said. an action figure, and I told my mom what I wanted. And she was always good about getting, you know, like, of all the toys that I, I wanted, a $3 action figure. That's all that I asked for. And that's what she got me, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I played well, with Bearing that, in mind like, that $3 would pay your electric bill back then. but Yeah, back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really tell by the wrapping paper so Shay, much as you, you told by of, the fact that you had your mom around your finger. Shay, you make a lot of dangerous assumptions if you think that we ever paid our electric bill. Let me just start there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the voice you heard mostly was Casey Kasem. Doing Robin. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Casey Casey Kasem Kasem. is Robin. Olin Soule is Batman. That's uh, one of my favorites. Shannon Farron is Wonder Woman. Oh, I know. Oh, that's the voice. This is long before he was golfing at Bushwood. Ted Knight was the announcer. Ted Knight. Oh, my God. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir. Um, Yes, and and Serialites know that voice from the magic interview machine going years back. Uh, do you mean this sound? <laughs> I'm looking for it as I'm saying that. <laughs> Are uh, you trying to call up the magic uh, interview machine? I, it, you know, that, it, entertainment. That, button does, <laughs> that button just doesn't work for me. Shay, do you know where that button is? You, you seem, you seem to maybe not have the power. Let me give it a try. Uh, and I hate to do this because we don't have another interview, but, uh, all right. Go. Just a quick point. Meanwhile, <laughs> you're welcome. So that well, is just Ted Knight. That is Ted Knight, right? That, Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I, I yes, just want to hear it again. He's our meanwhile. Meanwhile, I could hear it now. I never knew that. I actually isn't that crazy. I love Ted Knight. I watched uh, what's that show that he was like? It was his house, and he had that kind of that that dopey guy living with him. 
Oh, uh, like a five's a crowd or something. It was it was in that wait, run wait. of seventies. Hold, hold on, you guys are talking about Ted Knight. Yeah, I want to make sure I hear it right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that, that's yeah, all yeah, three yeah, of us Ted pressing Knight. the button. <laughs> yeah, Ted Knight, I just... uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, usually, I'm the only one with the power to call up the magic interview machine, so of course you feel it's been shortchanged. Uh, and uh, and I hear too, I hear too promise we are going to scrub it, and I am going to reteach the magic interview machine AI from scratch. Hold on, hold on. Real, just for the listeners at home, if you want to get out of the fun, I want you to lean real close to your computer, to your cell phone, whatever you're listening to on, and at the count of three, I want you to touch it and push the button to make the magic interview machine play. Ready? One, two, everybody push it. Three. Meanwhile. Whoa, we have a lot of listeners. That was a little extra by the toy gun that Shay has in the studio. I know that sound. Uh, But I did not know that that was Ted Knight. Isn't that crazy? I love Ted Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually. um, Yeah, it's classic. Meanwhile, Mary's a busy broad. Jim J. Bullock loves him. Jim J. Bullock. I was Uh, trying to think of that guy's name. Uh, one of my fantasy football team team what names was, it called? was now it's bugging me. Uh, one of my fantasy while you're looking that up, one of my fantasy football <laughs> league team team names was actually Ted Knight's caddy. It was it's I believe one of my best fantasy football team names. Do you guys like it? Um, I do I do? That's not bad. But I think it's pretty involved, good. Was there a lot of ball carrying? A lot of ball carrying. Absolutely. A lot of ball washing. Golf, golf joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, I I picked that cereal to to bring us back in because it's Super Friends. And it, it was Saturday morning. We were watching the Super Friends. And, you know, this this show is about the this is the the themes of Saturday morning TV that we not only grew up with, but that grew up with us. And the Super Friends are a part of that. And right now in Superman Red Sun, a movie that you can go on, this is a major motion picture. (laughs) Uh, This is, uh, you can get it right now. It's available on Amazon. Uh, You can, if you want to venture to Walmart, go ahead. It's available on Blu-ray, 4K Ultra. There's even, uh, if you go to bestbuy.com, there's a 4K Ultra with a collector figurine. And I have about 20 of those figurines. I'm a collector of them myself. I love them. But this is a show that literally grew up with us. And now you have a PG 13 movie with an Elseworld story of (laughs) super friends, just roughly 30 years behind our curve. But yeah, it grew up with us. It did. Right. Mm -hmm. This is just another, this is the latest example. There's more to come, but this is it, and so um, um, I'm, I'm scheduling my uh, regular prostate exams. It's about time we got an R-rated Super Friends. Come on, I'm, so, I'm well, going I'm to um, put that call out that to the universe for Generation X. Uh, the next, you guys can expect a new show from from us. Um, well, we're going to do several, but we're going to do one a, around July, 
Um, the folks at DC Animated, they're going to release uh, Apocalypse War. And it's going to be the accumulation of, you know, 10 years of DC Animated movies. It's going to have all the super friends, all the voices from the Tuckerverse, as it's called. And it is going to be rated R for violence and language and some sexual innuendo. So we're going to have... Maybe I should be afraid of uh, getting what I asked for because Apocalypse War? Yeah, it's going to be... What kind of title? They are just... I don't think you can top that as a as a working title. Well, uh, um, it's Apocalypse with a K. Um, it is a planet. Apocalypse is a planet in the DC world. <laughs> Maybe uh, you're not here. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, let, you know uh, that's not the end of DC animated movies, though, Mark. Um, it's I know just it's at the, the end. end of. Yeah, it's just the end of uh, James really? Tucker's run on it. his particular corner of the universe, like you said, the Tuckerverse of his right. uh, JLA uh, Justice League stories, right? Yeah, so it's not, and it's not... it's um, it's like where the Jason O'Mara Batman. It's the you know, it's like it's it's that run that we love and we have covered it. Uh, go to MattyPRadio.com. Go to our Blog Talk channel. We've covered many of these releases. Yeah, we've covered because, a couple of them. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, Life and Death is not um, not the name right, but the Death of Superman was one of them, and Hush we just did a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we've done several of them. and um, We you know, have tucked into the Tucker books. We're very, very, very much tucked, tucked in. Um, and this one... I'm kind of tired, Superman, too. I'm just plumb... Superman Red Sun is not a part of that story arc. It's it's Do made by the same. Do we not have people. a uh, rim shot on the soundboard? We don't. <laughs> uh, we could put one in there. <laughs> uh, Superman Red Sun is not a part of the Tuckerverse. It is an Elseworld story. Uh, Elseworld is something that you know. It's a what if kind of series, and you know, what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia? You know, what does that mean? And as it turns out, it changes all the super friends. And that's another reason why I played that commercial because I wanted us to kind of start thinking about the super friends and think about them in a different way. Um, In this particular film, it affects Batman, Um, Wonder Woman. Like if you guys see the, the images from this film, Wonder Woman voiced by Vanessa Marshall, um, she's, her colors are they're black and red. They're very different. And so if you take, you know, there's, there's like this Jenga game going on. And if you take one of these pieces out, it changes everything else. And that's what this movie does. It shows you what that else world is. And it's a scary uh, thing. Yes, the superfly effect. The superfly. No, the, yeah, uh, butterfly is that what you mean? I got, did you just, I got you, Dan. Did you just make a pun? I, I'm with you. That was. Well, I <laughs> whoa, mean, whoa, I tried. Hey, 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 did you just I, make I've a pun? I've learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> did you make a little pun pun? <laughs> oh, look at you all making puns. 
That's great. <laughs> All right, I'll take my hard candy and be quiet. Go on. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. Discuss. Jimmy, take it over. Uh, Super Friends. Now we call them the Justice League. Uh, this movie is great. I'm trying to pick up on some points that you were talking about that I wanted to touch on. Uh, um Oh, you were talking about how this is an Elseworlds story, which is kind of a little different than the universe, right? Elseworlds are usually a one-off, like a little just kind of a one story, usually three or four, sometimes issues of a miniseries. I think in this case it was three issues of the the source material for Red Sun. And uh, unless, of course, uh, the fans dig it and they want to see more, you know, DC will give you whatever whatever the fans want. I I, I imagine. Are, are there other examples of Elseworld? Because I'm curious. I, I like the idea. Well, yeah, of there, there's giving it the Superman this What else? Superman landing in different things in different places. Like uh, there's uh, <laughs> so there's others. One, I can't think of the name of it, but one time he lands in Gotham City. Uh, one time uh, there's a one called I think it's called the Nail is the name of the story, and it involves uh, Superman not being found at all because. Ma and Pa Kent get a flat tire before they can get to him, and he kind of dies, I guess, in the ship. So that's kind of a world without Superman. Huh. And well, like uh, there's also series. a couple where, um, <laughs> uh, let's see, where yeah, he, there's one where Superman lands in Gotham, so he's like Super Batman. And there's one where Bat- Batman gets uh, Hal Jordan's ring instead of Hal Jordan. He gets he gets the Green Lantern ring. And uh, so it's, they're usually like mashups of two characters, you know, and usually involved. Well, let me ask the you then: Has there characters. ever been a Aquaman Superman? Because with like eighty percent of the Earth covered in water, and that uh, <laughs> that little uh, automated space pod just crashing in, it seems like that's the most likely other world, else world. What's it called? Else world. Yeah, and uh, that's a really I, I, would, I that's would a cool that's idea. A good point. I, I haven't seen that, but, um, but the story ends pretty quick. You know, it's it's that's more of a one pager. It's just kind well, of like I the whole scene I put on and then and then they did and one then where just they got a flat tire and he died. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, is exploring the aqua world? And he, uh, <laughs> and he gonna and uh, I'm sure Superman can breathe underwater. Is that? I, I actually saying it out loud. I uh, realize I, I don't think I I've beg ever your, had I beg that. your pardon, Dan. He doesn't breathe. He just doesn't breathe. He doesn't breathe underwater. He just holds his breath. Yeah. So he's going to be fine underwater for a certain amount of time. He's, he has his limits. So in fact, he might be if he's just walking around. If he, all right, all right. Follow me here, guys. We're going to write our own Elseworld. This is too good not to. So okay. Superman crash lands middle of the Pacific. Uh, his little uh, comet slash escape pod pops open. He walks out. He's just walking around the floor of the ocean his whole life. Takes him till he's like 30 years old to actually accidentally walk up onto shore in like Miami or something. Tell me how that story goes. Uh, it's The Little Mermaid. Disney already did it. Ooh, that's good. Well. That's not bad, but if it, maybe he wouldn't be able to breathe once he got up there. Well, he would have All to right. sacrifice his voice. Are you mocking me now? <laughs> no. <laughs> not necessarily. Well, I always thought that it was like um, – I would uh, 
thought that it was kind of weird that Kryptonians looked exactly like white people from Kansas. Um, so I, I, I would have always assumed, like, I just kind of created my own mythos about Superman that he kind of becomes, he's, he takes on the traits of the people that he is raised by. So, you know, if you want, if you want a story about a black Superman, then he lands, you know, and he is raised by a black family, you know, or in a black country or in a black, you know, black neighborhood or whatever. You know, so you could that makes sense. You could, I mean, the yeah. smartest guy on Krypton would probably work something into his son's genetics so that, you know, it's like, uh, what is it? Those those birds who uh, sneak into nests. Yeah. When the parents aren't around guys, and fucking throw guys, their eggs out and lay their own. You spent quite a bit of time searching the galaxy for a planet that, that was suitable, that matched their DNA and our biology or their DNA and biology so that his son could survive there and not only survive, yeah, just, but be the strongest, you know, I just don't believe it. It's just, uh, I, I wonder I believe if he held that, fly, like, like if he had a believe. workable one, so where you could think there's more like John Johns from Mars, then they, they, uh, they can look like whatever they want. They're like transformers. I don't think that they transform. I just think that they, bec- they're more like, um, uh, what was that Jeff Bridges movie? Where he lands and oh, he Starman, kind of, Starman. Yeah, I think they're like Starman. Yeah, that's how I would think of him. Yeah, or um, Last Starfighter yeah. when that fucking dude like incubates it to turn into the the copy of him. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> all the answers. So by anyway, the way, so if you were to put him sci-fi idea are in there in the ocean, movies. then he could be a humpback whale. <laughs> or, or like a family of a uh, sh- bottom feeding shrimp near the Mariana's trench raising. <laughs> just spends his whole maybe, time maybe doing when super that, shrimp. Stuff. Maybe when, um, maybe when he just dies in his, when Monpa can't get that flat tire, he just sits in his shell in his uh, ship, pondering his existence. Like, am I really here? Am I really alive? Is this really happening? Like, he's just kind of in his own. Uh, Wallowing in his own mess, as you were, you know, he just landed on this planet after so many years of traveling through space. Damn. Well, no, well you know Jimmy what's, what's funny about that? Like, what could be an award-winning book premise there? Well, I think that's basically that the story like of Supergirl. Philosophical uh, tooling. Yeah. That's kind of the story of Supergirl. Is she ends up, you know, she's she leaves Krypton at the same time as Kal-El does, but her ship gets diverted and it's submerged for, you know, 15 years. Oh, so even though right. I forgot. Yeah. in the canon there. Yeah. So, but she also like, popped out wearing the, wearing the whole costume too, didn't she? Well, yeah, but you know, that's, there's, that, there's always been some loose rules when it comes to the costume. <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's true. But uh, anyway, let's get this show back on track. Because, uh, 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 new listeners, trust me, go look it up at uh, It's It's arguably better than what you're hearing now. <laughs> Are you talking about our uh, 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 Linda Slater? Not Was it Linda Slater? Uh, Helen Slater. Uh, Helen Slater. 
The Hell Insider. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. I love that episode. Go to MattyPRadio.com and listen to our Helen Slater yep. episode where we celebrate Superman. And let me tell you, one of the reasons I love it, it's, it's one of those unofficial uh, entries into our hidden category where Marky breaks down a movie from memory, which is my <laughs> favorite thing to do on the show. Uh, keep Actually, scene, you'll probably uh, hear another one soon. I, I think actually – didn't we all watch that movie together then? I don't remember. But anyway, it's on Maddie P Radio. Go check it out. We we actually interviewed Helen Slater, and we talked about Supergirl and, you know, uh, the fact that it was the last uh, female-led superhero film um, for like 20 years is still a feat that I can't believe. But um, but if you want to talk about uh, superheroines, um, the – my the most excited that I got for any of our guests was that we got to talk to Vanessa Marshall. Jimmy, what was that like? Uh, well, it was pretty cool for me. Uh, she was very delightful. She was very charming, and uh, she uh, I think she's she uh, she liked talking about Star Wars a little bit when we asked her about uh, about uh, the Rebels, Hera from the Rebels. But I think that. Uh, that yeah, I think you just mentioned she is was your favorite guest because yeah. uh, I, I mean uh, I I could like to tell Dan so Mark was filming uh, me doing the interviews on his camera but was kind of like taking pictures with my camera like uh, snapshots so he would take one or two of each interview but for her there was like easily ten pictures of the two of us <laughs> talking. <laughs> and then uh he he uh had a couple <laughs> had me take a couple pictures with her but then like on either side like so the person after her he took the pictures uh landscape so he got her on on both sides <laughs> of me you know as she moved as she moved down the line he didn't really take he didn't take any other landscape pictures unless she was there so I, it was it was pretty cool I, I to see uh mark geek out like that a little bit yeah it was actually um I've been covering comic cons and I've been to a lot of these panels and all these premieres. It's been, it's been great. I don't get paid for this at all. Believe me, it actually costs me money to put on a podcast and to do all this stuff. But, uh, I, this is the first time I'd ever done this before. After Jimmy was done talking to her, I actually said, would you mind if I took a picture with you? I've never asked for a selfie. I've never asked for an autograph. I've never done anything like that before. And, you know, I've done roundtable interviews with, like, Mike Tyson, you know, with Patton Oswalt, you know. <laughs> I've done – I've worked I've worked alongside a lot of other journalists. We've been in front of some big, some big-name stars, and I've never done this before. But I was just like, Jimmy's here having all the fun talking to everybody. This one's for me. This one's for old Uncle Mark here. And I, yeah, I, I asked, um, and lo and behold, there it was, it was great. Um, so, so yeah, Jimmy, I that's mean, that how was, it happened folks. We can see that picture. We're going to link it to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that was, so she does a great wonder woman. Um, and she's a great voice actress. Uh, as we all know, she, provides the voice for Hera on Star Wars. And you did get to ask her a little bit about that, kind of kind of put the DC fans against the Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are better. And um, 
But that wasn't all. Uh, Amy Acker, what was that like talking to Amy? Uh, well, she was uh, she was pretty nice, just uh, uh, absolutely delightful, and I really uh, I really enjoyed. She's in a movie that she's been in a lot of stuff, and uh, I kind of like her a lot. But she was in one of my favorite movies, uh, a little behind the scenes opus about the uh, Batman TV show. She played Burt Ward's original wife, or I'm sorry, played Burt Ward's first wife in there, and she had a really I, I really enjoyed. You just heard the story she told about having to dig a hole so her co-star could be the same height as her. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I really, I, um, I like uh, behind-the-scenes uh, gossip like that. That's great. Uh, another big name that well, we got to talk short, to. Well, as a short but devastatingly handsome man, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> they used to make Tom Cruise stand on a box. So uh, it happens to the best of them, Shay. Uh Another big and name that we got to talk to. now he puts the ball on their knee. Yep. And now another big name that we got to talk to was Phil Morris. You guys, you know Phil Morris. He played the Johnny Cochran lawyer on Seinfeld. Um, I smoke his cigarettes every day. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, I met Phil Morris years ago at Comic-Con. Uh, before, like, right Right before it got crazy big, and it was just kind of big, the WB um, or the CW, I think it was the WB then, but they had a big installation back back by Artist Alley. Uh, and it's actually still in the same spot. But And they would have a panel, and then all of those panelists would come out and if you were there and you were in line, you could wait in line and meet them and get an autograph or whatever. And I met Phil Morris about 10 years ago and he was doing, it was for a justice league something. Cause he's voiced, you know, he's been a voice in these cartoons for, for years. The Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah. He does the Martian. Yeah. He does not voice the Martian Manhunter in this one. He does James Olsen in this particular one, not Jimmy, right. but James, again, this is a alternate world. Um, and, um, I got to meet him and we were just kind of waiting in line. Everybody was, you know, there wasn't a lot of pressure. It wasn't a lot of people. Everything was really cool. You know, everyone's kind of strolling. And when we got to him, he overheard me explain to somebody where I knew him from. And I said the line, you know, did you put the bomb on? You know, because that's one of the vo- that's one of the lines from Seinfeld from a Seinfeld episode when he's talking to Kramer. It's a long story, but and he he's signing an autograph for somebody else, and he looks at me and he's like, "Did you put the bomb on? I told you to put the bomb on." And he, like he just was totally into <laughs> that's it. Good delivery. Like, yeah, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> God, the whole line was laughing and having fun, and you know he was talking about playing that character. All of this within thirty seconds. It was one of the most um, special, amazing Comic Con experiences of my life, you know. And it took him thirty oh, seconds. Oh man, recreate to do that. that! Have Spike Jones direct it. That's a commercial for Comic Con <laughs> right there. We could bump up attendance. Yeah, I agree awesome. with That's that. Yeah. It was awesome, but yeah. So you got to talk to Phil Morris, and uh, you have any thoughts on that, Jimmy? It was cool. <laughs> well it was pretty it was pretty, it did, was pretty awesome. Did you write a thank you note, Jimmy? 
<laughs> like most of those people there, uh, his distinguished, uh, much like my Johnson, is long, his career is long and distinguished, uh, <laughs> much like my Johnson. And, and, and I also and I step over as much as I step over that line. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like he's been around forever. He was on Smallville as um, uh, the Martian Manhunter. He's kind of known for that. And uh, But he plays uh, James Olsen as this, a very different take on Jimmy Olsen since – Superman's not around to be his best pal. He's got to chum up with somebody else. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was great. You want to um, guess who? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, like you, like you said, but there's not a whole lot of money in this, at least not yet. And uh, just meeting these people is really cool and having a chance to talk to them about uh, something that I enjoy these these movies. Right? I think that's really cool. Specifically, well, Lisa Masters. What's that? Come in a what, box the size of a mini fridge. Who? Send us that money, Lisa Mattresses. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are not a sponsor of us. We do not endorse them in any way whatsoever. Thank you. Uh, not um, yet. Not, not yet. yet. We're yeah. open, yeah. Lisa. <laughs> but, yeah, Mark, uh, that's not the way to get them. Another Phil that we talked to was Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, who... Oh, we my buddy did, Phil. Uh, past and future, future guest. Um, we did because of, because Phil Lamar, you know, he was on, um, Matt TV and, and for those of you that are a little bit younger than us, you guys may not the know very this, first generation of Matt TV too. Right. Some of Saturday you old Night enough to Live, remember the show might still not know him. Saturday Night Live has been swatting away competitors for years. It was in living color, like in the early nineties and then yep. in the late nineties. It Which was gave us Jim Carrey with the way. Out. Yeah, in, uh, in Living Color, TV was was a contender briefly. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. everybody who didn't uh, get the uh, didn't nail the audition at SNL. Every few years, there'd be enough that some other network would say, "All right, we'll take you." And Mad oh, TV came oh, out. Oh my goodness! Was really popular in the uh, I'd say the first half of the 1990s. Uh. Wait, wait, see, Jimmy seems got... a little upset. Are, are you upset, Jimmy? Upset? Yeah, you were I'm saying, a little... oh my goodness. No. Yeah, what's oh, your beef, you just... bud? You... I was kind of responding to how he was suggesting that uh, Mad TV was a second tier SNL. <laughs> well, look, they famously turned down Jim Carrey. Saturday Night Live turned down Jim Carrey. Like so, Saturday Night Live doesn't always get it right. I mean, come no, on. Like, and uh, yeah. Lauren Michaels has had to issue numerous apologies on Mark right. Maron and several other podcasts over the years, trying to explain, like, hey, just because I think they're funny doesn't mean they get the spot. It's just, do we need them that year? Yeah. So, yeah. no offense to SNL, but yes, uh, there's so much comedy out there that another sketch show tends to be invented every 20 minutes anyway. Yeah, and Matt mm-hmm. Matt TV was a big one. Um, Phil Lamar was one of the first cast members of that. But as it turns out, he has an amazing career as a voice actor. Um, he's done Samurai Jack, for Christ's sake, which is one yeah. of the best, he was biggest... Samurai Jack. Yeah, he is Samurai Jack. It's yeah. maybe It's maybe the best animated works 
as far as a series goes ever. It's amazing. I love that show so much. Gindy Tartakovsky, another past and future guest of this program. Um, yep. uh, but yeah, like, and so we did a whole show. We did a, we did a one-on-one phoner interview with Phil Lamar a few years back. Uh, again, go to MattyPRadio.com or go to our BlogTalkRadio.com uh, channel. You guys can hear that. But we did, um, as part of our that one guy series where we or try anywhere to, podcasts are offered. Where yeah, it's on Stitcher, it's on it's on uh, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. Um, but we did a whole show of Phil Lamar as part of our sub series called that one guy voice actor or you know i forgot what we subtitled it (laughs) i think i have enough subtitles on this one but we did a whole show on (laughs) phil lamar and it's funny because the first colon voice actor colon (laughs) phil lamar edition this is the guy (laughs) in the trunk for for most people phil lamar will always be the guy in the trunk on pulp fiction Uh, and marvin as as marvin Marvin in the back seat yep um, but I just I adore him. Says, yeah. Or Hermes yeah. from Futurama. He's always credited Hermes with. Conrad. He's also mm-hmm. uh, well. That's why they brought him back in Justice League. He's John Stewart, so he's playing this universe's version of John Stewart. Uh, and uh, he's also on Kim Possible. I don't know if you watch that show. Harvey oh, Birdman. I think you oversegue. Bring <laughs> you know, it back to back in the uh, early two thousand. John Stewart. So a mere chip shot of 13 years ago. He played uh, Black <laughs> Vulcan on the Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, uh, he also was a vamp in Metal Gear Solid. Yep. Oh, my God. That's right. That's crazy. But of all too, the things, like, yeah, two, one. Um, after you watch Superman Red Sun, and you're going to love Superman Red Sun, uh, find Samurai Jack wherever, you know, you got nothing to do for the next couple of months, probably watch Samurai Jack. It is, it's an amazing, amazing show. Um, And I love it. And that's Phil Lamar. So um, some of the other names that we got to talk to, um, Sasha Roy, he was cool. He did the voice of Hal Jordan, the other, the other. (laughs) He was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, he was very cool. He's a tall yeah, good of water, that but one. Do we need to say much about Green Lantern? Uh, well, well, you know, you know what, again, um, ca- spoilers. You know, this is it was again. It was kind of neat to talk to him, but uh, both Hal Jordan and especially Phil Lamar was awesome to talk to him. But it, he was just kind of a kind of a big name cameo, Phil Lamar, because that is to say, his character, although he nailed it. Uh, his character didn't do too much in the movie, and uh, well, you know Sasha, what they do. Is, Roy is um, a nice guy, but his his character didn't have also have too much to do in the movie, right? right? Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think the what I really liked about this movie is, um, and I'm gonna I'm tiptoeing in. I'm gonna no, I'm not even tiptoeing. I'm dipping my toe in to spoiler. Okay. I'm not getting close to it. I'm just kind of dipping into this a little Are bit. Are you pussyfooting around? Boy, I'm pussyfooting a little that's, bit. But, that's um, a hell of a spoiler warning. All right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm warning you guys a little bit. Maybe not. 
A little bit. I mean, I'm, I've got my finger on the spoiler button. I'm not going to push <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I need you to yeah. do the little delay, the little time delay. I'm um, staying but, six feet away, but I'm not going to wear a mask. <laughs> I need you guys to quarantine from what I'm about to say, okay? But uh, I think that the there's like this really cool moment in Superman comics or Superman movies or Superman TV shows. I used to love seeing it when I used to watch Smallville. It's like when the 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 antagonist, like let's say that he hits Clark with the crowbar, and it just goes like, you know, it's just like you know, and they realize. What or if he empties his gun hit. into him and then he just throws it at him. Yeah, it's like it's just. Hey, boss, they, there's something up with this guy. <laughs> Yeah, that was in Batman. I brought a crowbar on his head, and now it's all bent up to show his profile. (laughs) I love that moment in Superman media when they figure out what they're messing with. I love it. And in Superman Red Sun, you get to see that from the Super Friends because – Superman is not necessarily a part of the super friends in this. And it's great because like, really when it comes down to it, Superman's going to do what he wants (laughs) and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, And that's why the, you know, the green lantern Corps is just in it for a little while, you know, um, but it goes for everybody. You know, the only thing that's going to bring Superman back from being a Soviet pawn is going to be his nature. And that is what this film ultimately is about. Nature versus nurture. And, uh, oh, my I don't God, go that show overly left here, but like. Isn't the idea that he's more or less been an American pawn? I mean, not quite like it's it's the idea that Alan Moore had for Dr. Manhattan in mm-hmm. The Watchmen is that, yeah, he's he's great for the planet, but the, he's still he's very American. And I mean, realistically, if, if he adapted to uh, I shouldn't have said realistically. Now I am going to come off looking like a jerk. But like if he was truly adapting genetically to like 1920s Kansas, wouldn't he just be changing textbooks by now? Uh, sure. Why not? But that's, I, I you know, don't know. There's just, there's a degree of propaganda all the time. So when you say like, is he going to correct the mistake of being a Russian puppet? Well, and is you know, like, um, uh, is, it, it's, this is, um, this has been um, this is not the first time that a DC story has tried to show Superman as being a pawn of a government and my favorite comic story of all time is The Dark Knight Returns and that's a Frank Miller you know obviously <laughs> and um, it shows a Superman in that one that is a puppet of the Ronald Reagan America. You know, like there's like this really famous um, picture of him from that comic where he's like 
got the eagle like on his elbow and you know his wind and cape is blowing like you could almost see it ruffling off of the page and he's just all about america and you know reagan sends him off to like take out like nuclear like russian missiles and stuff and batman and that causes a rift between batman and superman and it's one of the first times yeah, you really saw like batman. batman is as more pure like right. i believe in justice you are too powerful. You can never be impartial. And that's, yeah, and maybe I'm digging too deep, but, uh, oh, and again, well, let me remind the audience, also, I haven't seen the movie. I'm just stirring the pot here. That's good. No, I, I appreciate it because I think that Superman Red Sun tackles that on, like, like head first. And that's the major, you know, is the major conflict in this particular film. It's not like, Nobody can stop Superman unless he wants it to. So you just you have to hope that he comes around. Um, and I'm I'm not going to spoil the end of this if you guys are not familiar with the story arc. But you know that's what you're hoping for in this whole movie, and that's what it gives you. There's a lot of tension there, and it's just it's a beautiful film. It really is. Um, the guy that played Batman in this particular movie is Roger Craig Smith. Um, and when we were promoting our YouTube clips and of our audio, our, our video capture before, um, Jimmy uh, actually breaks up all of the interviews into individual videos, and I edit them all into one. But when you were promoting Roger Craig Smith's um, clip, I tweeted out, he looks like Wolverine, but he sounds like Batman. And I got a like and a retweet from Roger Craig Smith. So I like the guy. He is, he's short. He's muscular. He's hairy. He looks like Wolverine. Jimmy, you got to talk to him. What did you think? Did he sound uh, like Batman? I, <laughs> he sounds exactly like Batman. Like Batman. <laughs> and here's, here's what I have to Uncanny. say about him. He's got a great, he's got an awesome Twitter feed. And uh, he seems like a pretty funny, genuine guy. Uh, we had a really nice chat, but he's been in – this guy's been doing voiceovers since, uh, I think, before they were called officially called voiceover actors. Uh, he, You know, uh, Duratu, Dual Princess, E-Pain, uh, Tekken 6. He does um, – he's also the Batman for Arkham Knight. That's a big one. A pretty big, as, well, as no, you he heard in that, in that interview. So that was a, that was a pretty uh, – a uh, bonerific get for me to talk to another Batman that I've that I've had haunting my my nights, you know that voice. Uh, he's also in um, he's Batman and Batman Unlimited, and he's maybe a little game you've heard of called uh, Oh you booger, what's it called? Assassin's Creed. Uh huh. Oh <laughs> yeah, they they did a couple of those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy's been around. And I would also like to say that uh, this version of Batman uh, the, the, is, is particularly F.U., uh, I think. He's, he's, really, he's really awesome. Ooh, he's really badass. And uh, the, the spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen the movie, the way that he attempts to take out Superman, I think is, is a really great Batman move. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And without, he's like, saying, you know, without saying too much, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, but 
Uh, there was an audible gasp in the theater when that happened. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and guess, uh, and no spoiler, because I don't know if it's a fact, but I'd, I'd bet my whole paycheck that it's, uh, he uses his anti-Batman spray. Anti-Superman spray. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> you, you yeah. That's all the time we got. <laughs> it, it, it would be it would be a terrible day if Batman accidentally grabbed his anti-Batman spray, threw it in his right, utility yeah. belt. I get, you wasn't know, I'm really sure paying attention. Exist. I'm sure those stories exist, but they're pretty short stories. Like they're only one or two page stories, so you don't see those a lot in, in Elf the comics. World. Well, well, and just to just to show how difficult it is to try to take Superman down, um, it takes Lex Luthor to build something to try to take him down. And his answer to trying to defeat Superman is a character called Superior Man. And Superior Man is voiced by Travis Willingham. Jimmy got to talk to him. You guys got to hear that clip earlier. Travis Willingham. um, Now, Jimmy did this really cool thing, which I've never thought of doing. I I never thought of doing this, but he asked all of all of our guests what their favorite Saturday morning cereal was. And you heard some great answers. You heard Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch. You also somebody even you know someone even said bran flakes. <laughs> um mm-hmm. you uh someone said Fruity Pebbles, I think, which was my favorite. Um but there was some great some great cereal discussions that went on on Twitter for, for a week. It was really cool to see. So Jimmy props for bringing that on and we're going to keep that tradition going. But Travis Willingham answered that question by giving you two cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. And, you know, I went back and I did an instant replay of it. And you did, you did say, what is your favorite Saturday morning cereal? But he heard Saturday morning cartoon. And I was just tickled by his answer because he didn't get it wrong. He got it more right than anybody else. Because to me, Saturday morning cereal and Saturday morning cartoons are the same thing to me. These things yes, go there's together. A, there should be like a neural connection yes. for anyone our age between eating a bowl of cereal on Saturday morning watching a cartoon and your own couch. So unless With your parents and, and, sleep. and Yep, so it's just basically, you know, the only the only amount of self-awareness you need during those times which were <laughs> embarrassingly focal to my own development. Turns out you only needed a, a bowl of cereal, a TV and a couch. And yep. those are the three neural connections that have echoed throughout my life. And I've dropped out of college three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yep. I made it the first one in my family to drop out of college three times. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad you're proud of that. That's great. And Travis. I'm glad you stopped at three. Yeah. <laughs> Travis. Travis Willingham. It's, it's like, not got over it right. yet. Yeah. I just, I just think he got it right. I loved, I love that he answered it that way. And, um, 
I, uh, for those of you guys listening right now, uh, go back and hear his answers. One of them is not a Saturday morning cartoon, but the other one is a really deep cut. So um, go back and listen to that. Uh, we could use the likes. Um, but Travis Willingham, he plays Superior Man, which is Lex Luthor trying to create a Superman on his own. And um, let me tell you, it's basically, it's like Stewie trying to clone himself. That's, that's what that is. Um, the, next, the, the next guest that I, that I would like to talk to or uh, that I'd like us to kind of cover is Sam Liu. Because Sam Liu directs a lot of, of our favorite DC animated movies. I think he's fantastic at it. He's got a great Twitter feed. He engages with everybody. Um, he's mm-hmm. just a great mm-hmm. dude. He really likes the San Antonio Spurs. You guys are going to see him wearing Spurs hats and stuff all the time. Um, he's a, he's a very like a, popular general in the uh, in the Tucker Army. Yes, absolutely. I can extend the metaphor. Yep, yep. I think you're right. And so, Jimmy, this is not your first time talking to Sam, but what what was it like? Uh, well, uh, I have talked to. This is my first time. Uh, maybe I should mention uh, to, doing one on ones with anybody. I've talked to a couple of these cats before. Uh, round you mentioned Sam at round tables and whatnot, but never one on one, especially not on film. So it it was a it was really cool for me, right, to just finally get a one on one with this guy. And uh, he, as you heard, talked a little bit about what it's like to try to condense all that story. Right, like I said, I think it's three or four issues of a uh, up for the source material of, of Red Man, uh, excuse me, Superman Red Sun. But what I always, what I've been saying since I've seen it is him and uh, Bruce, Sam and Bruce Tim, have done a great job of uh, distilling all the the essence of that story, and uh, getting it into that uh, hour time frame or what is it, maybe hour twenty minutes? I don't know off the top of my head the exact runtime. So that's not easy to do to to distill that much story into that much into that little script. And although there's parts missing from it, they really get the essence of the story and everybody's character and everything that happens in the story on the, in the original story, I would say happens in this movie, just a slightly different context, a little whittled down or, or like I said, distilled down, but it's, it's still all there. All the major beats are there. And Sam is always a nice guy, very generous with his time. Uh, and he had, uh, like you mentioned, I think it was his answer that, that everybody was responding to about the serial on Twitter. I think he said, Captain Crunch. Yep, and that yep. got him and yeah, did. him and Roger. Yeah, he he said he could back. take or leave the berries. <clears throat> yep, he right. Said, he could leave. I don't the know. <laughs> I, I, that I have got to, if I'm going to eat Captain Crunch, which is one of those tear your mouth up cereals, it's goddamn yeah. good. But if I'm going to commit to that, I want some berries in there. Oh uh, no! See, I, you know um, the the Captain Crunch flavor. If you guys are keen to to sugary cereals, um, if they have like a, I guess you could call it seasonal cereal or like like a hot topic cereal. Like there's a new Batman movie or a new Superman movie or a new Wonder Woman movie, and they'll like basically they'll stamp Captain Crunch cereal into different shapes so it's not the barrel anymore. It'll be like the Wonder Woman logo or something. 
But the Captain oh, Crunch horse. flavor will come out in the most crazy, off-topic theme cereals ever. And the reason for that is, is because it is a perfect sugary cereal flavor. It's not vanilla. It's not marshmallows. It's not chocolate. It's not banana. I don't know what the hell it is. But no, I'll tell you what, what it what it is is uh, the flavor is like if you took a stick of butter and two cups of sugar and mixed <laughs> them together. That's the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Texture yes. is like barnacles. And then yeah, when gotta, they do gotta, the peanut butter thing, yeah. you oh, you got to milk the crap out of them. Like you got to pour your cereal, then go take a dump. And then you've only got about 45 seconds to pound that down before it just turns into, you know, pond topping. <laughs> but but you're anyway, right, I, I love the yeah. taste of, of oh, Captain it. Crunch. Mm. And you throw those berries in there. It's like if you it's guys, almost um, like marshmallows, except that not so much better than the rest of it that you want to like calculatingly eat out the non-berry bits first. Well, you know if what you I guys mean? Ever like get a it's still okay, to go just to, go nuts. Um, if you ever get a chance to go, if you're ever in Portland, there's a famous um, donut shop called Voodoo Donuts, and it's like boutique donuts almost. But they have different cereal-covered donuts there. And my favorite one is their Captain Crunch donut. So it's a glazed donut with white frosting, and there's Captain Crunch all over the top. And the reason why it works, mostly because I always drink milk with a donut, always, always. Okay. But the other reason why is because if you have a, a Captain Crunch piece, Sitting on frosting for a little while, there's a natural, beautiful softening of the barrel, and oh, that's, you get that's you good. get yeah you get all the flavor, but in like a crystallized sugar donut form, and it is the most beautiful thing ever. Voodoo Donuts in Portland, it's amazing. Enough about that. Sam Lou is great. Let's talk about Jason Isaacs because that was the big interview of the day. Um, this guy, I will always remember him as the bad guy from The Patriot, which was a Mel Gibson movie. Back when Mel Gibson was winning Oscars, making $20 million a movie, before all the drunk tirades. Um, yeah, this was the, was uh, the American Revolution Braveheart. It was sold Right, to us. exactly right. And yeah. I, I like Isaac, to call it uh, Sam Adams, Master Brewer. <laughs> yeah, he looked like that. And yeah. Jason Isaacs was so bad. He he was like this this British general. He was so evil in that movie that the British government had to put out a press release because he depicted a real life person. But the British government had to basically say. He was not like that. He was not that bad. That's not what really happened. So, but the dude does look evil. He's the bad guy from, he's from, like I said, the OA. And like, he looks like Roger Moore's he, evil younger brother. He's kind of got, I think that's why he was cast 
in this role as to give you at least to give you a bit of a head fake as to whether Superman's going to be good or bad is because he's kind of known for playing bad guys. He does have a bit of a, a he, you know, he's the Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels. Yep. He's like That's you right. said, he's that 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 bad guy. He's he actually uh, played Captain Hook. Malfoy in Harry Potter. He's Captain Hook in Peter Pan. Uh, he was he was actually uh, a good guy in Black Hawk Down, Commander Steel, or I don't know what his rank was, uh, but uh, he's he he's he's been around the 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 block a couple times. Also, like I we you heard us talk a little bit about, he's uh, I really enjoyed Star Trek Discovery. He's one of the main characters that in that uh, Gabriel Lorca, Captain Gabriel Lorca, um, and you heard him tease a little bit of that just now. So that was that was a that was really cool. Again, uh, now what what was a lot of times though? it's hard to get not to get starstruck face to face to these guys, right? And uh, he, it it was kind of difficult. As I was talking to him, I was just kind of like lost in what he was saying and just trying to remember what my next question was going to be, right? It was uh, oh I know really, I remember you live tweeting OMG OMG Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. A bunch <laughs> of times. <laughs> um, uh, I, I didn't know that you finally got Twitter, Dan. If you want to shoot a uh, hook me up with a follow, I'd appreciate it. Follow for follow. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, you're going to have to earn it first. But uh, go on <laughs> with your Lucius story. Well, uh, taking all of his like like cinematic history and these characters that he's played, and he's the nicest guy in the world, and he's the only guy that cursed during our whole session, which I, I really appreciated because I have a potty mouth myself. Um, but like this guy brings that, that kind of history into playing Superman. So when you hear his voice, you just kind of naturally kind of put bad guy to it. You know, it's like if Alan Rickman voiced Superman, you would think that Hans Gruber is, dangerous right like it would it would come at you you would you would be off you would we'll be, be on off a beach in metropolis collecting 20 yeah. percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and so when you catch sergeant him Superman, clark kent <laughs> theo <laughs> you gotta say theo so when you when you get when you get Jason Isaacs in there um, to play Superman, he brings with him that persona, and it comes out in the character. So you don't really know how to take Superman. Is he a bad guy? You know, mm-hmm. or or is he the Superman that we know he is? Uh, and it's just a, it's a wonderful well, you, part yeah, because we as an audience build in the threat to, you know, because of the casting, it's just a really cool phenomenon that I experienced anyway. I don't know. Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, I agree. (laughs) They don't Uh, call him the best color uh, man in the business for nothing. (laughs) Fabulous drop in Monty. (laughs) Yeah. That that was a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was uh I was trying to look up what his uh first role that uh that on IMDB I um but it's nothing that I ever heard of. I guess it's all British and BBC stuff. The first thing that I recognize 
is uh, the Highlander TV series he was in. Ooh, man, him and uh, what's his name? Adrian Paul standing next to each other? Shit, mm-hmm. I might get there. Well, well, that's that's really that, and then he said, and that, you know, I, I like how you said Mike. Like, <laughs> I might. I'm going to have to see it. I'm, I'm Googling it now. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. talk about two guys who could have played James Bond on one bad Canadian TV show in the 90s. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. I just thought it was just a great night, you know. Um, it was a great night. This is a really good movie. The cast is phenomenal. I mean, you guys heard, you know, you guys heard. Now, we were supposed to hear from uh, Diedrich Bader as well, but he actually got there late. If you guys go to our YouTube channels, you guys can hear the panel, and he's a part of the panel. He played Lex Luthor, and it's sinister and, you know, um, conniving, but he's on the good side in this particular movie. He's on, the, he's on America's side. He's even married to well, Lois, which is crazy. That's you know? interesting because um, he's also he's classically a Batman voice as well, right? Dietrich Bader, yeah, he is uh, the voice of Batman from the Brave and the Bold, or yeah, and he's also Batman in uh, the new Harley Quinn series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was also in Office Space, as I'm sure you know. And, uh, yeah, he was great in Office Space. Well, he was in the Drew Carey Jimmy, show, as King of the movie. Reference. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just think that this, this cast is, and he was really, he's a great example. Uh, if I may, Mark, uh, he, uh, Diedrich Bader was a great example in this movie. What I liked, uh, about this movie more, like we mentioned, we, we do see a lot of these, uh, we're fortunate enough to get a chance to see these movies like at premieres and talk to the stars sometimes. And, uh, then I'll go see the movie and, especially right after talking to these people sometimes without mentioning any names, not there's, they're not always cast great. Like sometimes the voices don't really hit or match the animation or, or match the character design or, or maybe it's the voices are falling a little flat. Like, like one or two characters might stick out as not really hitting if that makes sense. But this movie, uh, Superman, Red Sun, everybody hits. There's not a bad performance. There's not a bad matchup. There's not a bad casting. I think, I know Wes Gleason was the voice director. I'm pretty probably cast everybody as well. Uh, but, and Diedrich Bader just plays Lex Luthor. So kind of with a hint of evil under his voice, at least for me, that was my takeaway with just a hint where he's trying to, he's still trying to be nice and, and, and play by the government's rules and everything and, and try to uh, stop the, uh, the Ubermensch from Russia for the American side. But again, it's, it's, it's also, like a mirror of Superman. Is he really good? Is he really bad? Is he acting under his own, for his own uh, ultimate ends, you know? So it's a very interesting take take on that character. Yeah. I just, I absolutely agree. There's a little bit of, you know, he's a little psychotic in it, you know, like that still Mm -hmm. comes out. And I just think that's great. So check out. And it's kind of a, it's kind of like a calm underneath the voice, almost like, Mark Hamill's Joker is almost always laughing. You know, you just, you almost yeah. always just on the uh, this side of laughing. He's, he's just that side of evil, uh, Dietrich Bader. So, uh, if so, anything, yeah. else, check it out for his. Check out, check out Red Sun Superman. Shay, do you have any parting words? Oh, uh, let me tell you, there was a, there's another Elseworld where I was born in Russia, 
Turns out it didn't change <laughs> much at all. <laughs> but Jimmy, you got you got any final words Dark for Horse, our listeners out there? Putting it up soon. No, check it out. Check out uh, our YouTube channels so you can see those other uh, the 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 retro cool nerd YouTube, and you can see the panel video and uh, Saturday morning serial YouTube. We got lots of videos there. Yep, yep. All yep. right, guys. Um, but in the meantime, well, everybody stay the fuck home. We'll get through this together. Watch some Red Sun. But that's about enough of this, right? I think so. Sounds good to me. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this.